Good morning, Woodmont. Welcome to worship. Uh, just a few quick reminders. Uh, this Wednesday night, we're going to have an Advent prayer vigil uh, in the sanctuary from four to six. It is a uh, come and go uh, service uh, sponsored by the elders and uh, safety protocols are in place. You can come at any time uh, and stay for however long uh, you'd like. Also, uh, starting this Wednesday night, we're going to offer very small group tours uh, with masks of the new building. Uh, four, uh, 4.35 are the, the times you can choose and you can either record those online or, or, or RSVP online, but we wanna give folks a, a chance to come and see uh, the inside of the new chapel and the new children's area. Would you join me for a word of prayer as we begin? Loving God, open our hearts and minds this Advent season. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You are our rock and you are our redeemer. Amen. So today we light the second candle on the Advent wreath, which is the Bethlehem candle. And today we are focusing on peace, the birth of the Prince of Peace. The message of Christmas is the message of peace. Almost every great carol that we sing during this season has at least one verse that focuses on the message of peace. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. O come, desire of nations bind, all people in one heart and mind. Bid envy, strife, and quarrel cease. Fill the whole world with heaven's peace. I don't know about you, but I haven't been experiencing a lot of peace lately. And I've been thinking about the reasons why. And the truth is, there are probably many reasons why. Perhaps you can relate. Maybe it's because there were almost 280,000 people who started off this year with no idea that a novel RNA virus would take their lives and that they wouldn't be here this Christmas. Maybe it's because trying to lead any organization or institution through this pandemic is impossible. Whatever you do gets criticized. You do this, you're criticized. You do that, you're criticized. There are no easy answers during this time. Or maybe it's because I'm a social person. I like being around people. And so a socially distant Christmas doesn't sound like much fun to me. I'd like to get a bunch of people together who have already had COVID that are in my camp and and, and have a Christmas party. Because they say, the medical experts say, that if you've had it, you have the antibodies and you should be okay. Or maybe it's just because I see the, the pain and the grief and the fear that is all around. Families struggling, businesses struggling, local artists who haven't been able to play music live for many months now. Birthdays missed, celebrations missed, anniversaries missed. It's all been a lot, and it's lasted a long time. I haven't really been feeling a lot of peace lately, and I wonder if you can relate to that. I wonder if you feel the same way. 
Chances are you, you probably do feel that way. I had a friend come and see me uh, this past week. He's uh, having a hard time. He's struggling. Uh, he knows that he's uh, indulging a little bit too much. Uh, he's an artist. He hasn't been able to perform or tour uh, for many months now. And so he too said that he hasn't been experiencing a lot of peace. And uh, we sat outside and we, we talked about how hard this year has been on so many people. And I feel like I helped him and I feel like he helped me. And then we realized, you know what? We're all in this together. And together we can get through no matter what life brings our way. Christmas is here. And we all need to find some peace. Because at Christmas we welcome the Prince of Peace, even in the midst of a pandemic. The prophet Isaiah said, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. At his birth, the angels proclaimed it, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among all people. Throughout his entire life and Ministry, Jesus taught it. My peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. In the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, Jesus said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Turn the other cheek. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. We cannot argue that Christianity is a religion of peace. And we remember that when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea many years ago, there was no room for him in the inn. And the question that I have this morning is this, is there room for the Prince of Peace in our hearts this Christmas? Is the Prince of Peace wanted in our world of war and crime and racial hostility and toxic politics and conflict? Do we believe that peace is possible in a time where everybody is stressed and on edge? The prophet Isaiah has also given us that vision in our scripture reading this morning, Isaiah 11, a vision of the peaceable kingdom. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the kid and the calf and the lion and the fatling together and a little child shall lead them. Isaiah also writes, he shall judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many people. And they will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation and neither shall they learn war anymore. You see, the absence of conflict does not necessarily mean the presence of peace. The words that we find in the Bible, shalom in the Old Testament, Irene in the New Testament, do not mean the absence of conflict, but the presence of all good things for people everywhere. I've been reading this book uh, this fall by Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. I've told you about the book, it's called Morality. And in the book he says this, he says, societal freedom 
cannot be sustained by market economics and liberal democratic politics alone. It needs a third element, morality, a concern for the welfare of others, an active commitment to justice and compassion, a willingness to ask not just what is good for me, but what is good for all of us together. It's about us, not me. It's about we, not I. Years ago, Pope John XXIII said, if you want peace, then go and work for justice. Work for the mutual upbuilding of people everywhere. Work for the basic human rights for people everywhere. Work for the minimum standard of living for people everywhere. And that starts right here in our own community. If there's poverty, then help fight it. If there's hunger, then help feed it. If there's homelessness, then help house it. If there's ignorance, then help educate it. If there's illness, then help care for it. If there's hurt, help heal it. If there's hopelessness, help change it. It's no wonder that the very beginning of his public ministry, we find these words in Luke's gospel. Jesus says, I have come to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free. It's no wonder that at the end of his ministry, Jesus said, those who enter the kingdom of God are those who feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, welcome the stranger, clothe the naked, and visit the sick and those in prison. They are the ones who will inherit eternal life. We all know the reasons that we don't experience peace. They're pretty obvious. And frankly, we've experienced a lot of these over and over again this year. Fear, anger, resentment, conflict. But today, I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on the way that we can experience peace this Christmas season between now and Christmas Day. And I'm going to use the word peace to do this, and I'm going to share with you five thoughts about how we can experience peace this Advent season. The first one is this, and it's the P in peace. We must persistently pray to God. Prayer is such a powerful tool, but we don't use it enough. We pray only when we want something. We pray only when we feel like we have no other option. But you don't pray just to get things. You have to pray on a daily basis because if you don't do that, you miss out on its real power. Henry Nouwen, in his great little book, the short book called Peace Work, says, entering the special solitude of prayer is a protest against a world of manipulation, competition, rivalry, suspicion, defensiveness, anger, hostility, mutual aggression, destruction, and war. It is a witness to the all-embracing, all-healing power of God's love. Jesus said, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I, I do not give to you as the world gives. And I believe that we tap into that peace, that peace that passes understanding through the power of prayer. But we have to do it on a regular basis. Secondly, I think that we find peace, and this is the E, by eliminating certain things from our lives. What does that mean? It simply means that we take on too much. We overcommit. 
For some reason, our culture celebrates busyness and multitasking, but busyness is not what you need to grow in your spiritual life. Busyness creates stress and pressure, unrealistic expectations of what you can and can't do. That will keep you on a treadmill that will wear you out. We actually have a unique opportunity this Christmas season. There won't really be Christmas parties and gatherings. There won't be all the events and celebrations that we're used to. So we all have a chance to slow down and focus on the real meaning of Christmas. This year, we don't have to run ourselves into the ground trying to go everywhere and do everything and stop by parties and check things off the list. Will it feel different? Of course it will. A socially distant Christmas is kind of an oxymoron because Christmas is a time to be around the people that we love and care about the most. But this year, we have to be careful. And I think peace comes in life when we eliminate certain things that are unnecessary. When we learn to slow down and and reflect on the real meaning of Christmas. It's not about being busy. It's not about running ourselves ragged. Third, we find peace in life when we address our own wounds and pain. And we all have them. Some people have more than others, but we are all wounded for various reasons. It may go back to our childhood. It may be a broken marriage or relationship. It it might be an illness that we are battling or somebody that we love is, is battling. Henry Nouwen says, when I listen to the sounds of greed and violence and rape and torture and indiscriminate destruction, I hear a long sustained cry coming from all corners of the world. It is the cry of a deeply wounded humanity that no longer knows a safe dwelling place, but wanders around the planet in a desperate search for love and comfort. Everybody's looking for a place of love and comfort. Here's the reality. Hurting people hurt others. It's always been true. Fearful people hurt others. We get angry. We lash out. We assume other people have bad intentions, so we try to put them in their place. But most of the time, it's simply our own wounds that are being projected, our own fears, our own shortcomings, and so we must deal with them and heal them if we want to help others do the same. The fourth thought that I have this morning, the the C for finding peace this Christmas, is that we need to choose our company carefully. The people that we surround ourselves with in life will influence us for better or worse. I don't know about you, but I wanna be around people who will make me a better person. I want to be around people who are positive and hopeful, not the ones who criticize all the time. Ever notice how there are certain people that do nothing in life but complain and criticize? It doesn't matter what you do. They're going to tell you why it's wrong. And oftentimes, they'll tell you why they're right. And it doesn't take long to pick up on this because usually it's a pattern of behavior. Everybody can be critical from time to time. 
but some people are critical all the time and it beats you down. It wears you out. The people that we want to be around in life are the ones who build us up, who make us better. Sure, we want them to tell us the truth, but there's a way to do that. Honesty, civility, and hopefully it won't happen digitally. One of the ongoing problems in our culture, as I see it, is that people will will type things that they would never say to somebody's face. They'll type it on social media. They'll type it when nobody's around. And so we have to choose our words carefully, our spoken words and our written words. And we have to choose our company carefully, the people that we surround ourselves with. Lastly this morning, my final thought about how we can find peace this Christmas, the E in the word peace, is that we need to encourage other people. We need to encourage other people because everybody is having a hard time. People are struggling. People are tired. Marriages are struggling. So part of being a peacemaker, I think, is learning to encourage others. Spread hope. Let people know it's going to be okay, even when it feels like it's not. A vaccine is almost here, and, 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 and that's great news. We're going to get it rolled out. We don't have to live in COVID forever. But right now, people need to be encouraged. They need to be built up and not criticized. This is not a time for self-righteousness and trying to prove that we are right. This is a time to come together, acknowledge each other's pain, acknowledge that lots of folks are struggling, and then encourage them. Encourage them. Those are my thoughts on peace this Christmas. Pray persistently. Eliminate unnecessary things from your life. Address your own wounds and pain so that you don't project it onto others. Choose your company carefully and encourage other people. I'm going to try to do that between now and Christmas Day. If we can do these things, and I think we will find more peace in our hearts, even during a pandemic, and it will make a difference in our lives and in the lives of those that are around us. I'll close this morning with the famous words of Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. He wrote these back in 1867. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. I thought how, as the day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had rolled along the unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. But in despair, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail with peace on earth, goodwill to men. 
till ringing, singing on its way, the world revolved from night to day, a voice, a chime, a chant sublime of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Christ brings peace. And the question this Christmas season is, will we receive it? And will we spread it? Amen.
to me. 